0: On today's show, we'll cover the world news, the hood news, and the main topic, we'll tell you what they never told you about growing up.
1: Welcome to Live Talks with Brian and Melissa. We're a talk show that is here to help you make sense of the monotonous. The
0: magnificent.
1: And the minutiae of everyday life.
0: Well, whatever that means. Hey, we're on audio podcast too, so if you want to take us on the go, check us out there, but be sure to subscribe and like. That's right.
1: That's right. So, babe, hmm. you want to know what happened this
0: week? Sure. Let's hear the world news in one minute.
1: All right, babe. I'm going to give you three news headlines from this week, and you're going to give me your take on them, okay? You're going to fill in the story, if you will. Oh, okay. All right. So, headline number one, Florida ditches the palm tree to fight climate change. Go.
0: Um, well, they put the palm tree in the ocean upside down. And they figured that would cause the fish to jump out of the water more because there's less room in there. And the palm tree was tickle, tickling their underbelly. And due to that, the sun would be glaring off their fins. And that would reflect back to the ozone layer issue. And somehow that's going to affect climate change. What's next?
1: Okay. Um, Roku and YouTube are duking it out. They're going to take down the man.
0: Right. They both want to sound like robot names. Roku, YouTube. And that's basically what it's coming down to. It's nothing to do with like video coverage, footage, uh, subscriptions, nothing like that. They so just gonna, want the best robot name.
1: It's going to be a robot war. Yes. Pretty much. Love it. Last and final one Kanye West changes his name legally to Yee.
0: Hmm. Well, um. everyone likes a Yee, you know? Yee. Yee. Tacos, what number? Yee. Does that make sense? I hope that covered it right there.
1: And that's your world news in sixty seconds.
0: All right, now we're going to bring it back to the local level news in thirty seconds. We call this hood news. What happened in our neighborhood?
1: In the hood, Maggie, the new retriever doodle, is still barking at us. Why can't we be friends, Maggie? Why can't we be friends?
0: Hood news number two. Um, we had a couple neighbors put up some beautiful, awesome-looking Halloween decorations. Budget maybe two hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty. Me and you, hun, we bought two pumpkins, budget $2. Hashtag cheap.
1: And finally, for our hood news, the girl down the street who longboards and texts at the same time made me question, should I call the sheriff or give her a high five? that's it folks for hood news so speaking of youth maybe when you were growing up you were just cruising along on your longboard texting people up were you doing that was that something you um
0: didn't? well I started doing a skateboard but that was like in my 30s so uh, no it wasn't quite the same but yeah okay not
1: not your youth but were you texting while on your skateboard um
0: well I don't want to say how old I am but texting really wasn't a thing when I was growing up
1: I know. that's why I asked you
0: <laughs> she's fun
1: Um, okay, but really, what was your youth like? Think back, all the memories, right? There were so many fun times, hard times, growing pains. And you know what I'm seeing today? The same thing. So I was talking to a friend the other day who is a little bit younger than me. She's kind of going through the transition between her youth and adulthood. And I don't know if you can remember, but all of us, I believe, kind of went through these growing pains, right? And it just sparked this idea in my mind. That there are so many things that they didn't tell us about growing up. So.
0: Okay. What do you got?
1: Four things. Numero uno. You never have it all figured out. Truth. Number two. You still have unexpected bills and impasses and roadblocks towards your goals. Three. Not all all decisions are cut and dry. And number four. You're always going to want more. Starting with number 1, did you think you were going to have it all figured out like as you were going through that like growing up phase?
0: Yeah, I got to think about that. Um I think you eventually real felt like the future was so far off and I could barely even picture it. I couldn't picture like really getting married, like that was all the dell stuff. I'm talking maybe like a 11-year-old mindset here. Um but I think I figured eventually I'll have a job, I'll have a house, maybe I'll have kids, you know. But it will just work out and it won't really be hard. It's just going to happen. Like it's going to just like turning into seventh grade, eighth grade. It was just going to happen. You know, how about you?
1: Um, Yeah, I I guess that's a great way to put it. I was kind of in the same thing. Like it just seemed like you went all of a sudden, like when, you know, as a kid, and I was watching other people grow up and looking at adults, it just seemed like, oh, Each stage just, yeah, happened, and it happened organically, and it happened smoothly, and it just happened well, like, because that's how life was. It was so structured for us as kids, it just seemed like that's what adulthood adulthood was going to be like, too. Yeah. Were you shocked when it didn't happen that way? Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, there's there's an innocence in childhood, right? So you kind of are a little bit naive, and you just, you don't think, not all children probably think too deeply. You really think about the next moment, and you just feel like the future will come, and that'll just happen. Um, I think I literally, this is kind of embarrassing, guys, um, but no, really, the honestly, I think I was a freshman, and someone said college, and even as a freshman, I was like, what's college? I really didn't even know. Um, I don't know. So I didn't have any siblings in college at that point or anything like that. So, yeah, but I think uh, as you start to mature as a teenager, then you start to feel, I think, more consciously, maybe you process in a more of adult mindset some of the difficulties of life. Not that a kid can't have hard times, but they deal with it differently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as a teenager, though, they're like the lost age, right? They're just all over, and you know, and then the hormones. So, like, that's when I started to taste maybe the difficulties of life and figuring, well, wow, I have to make decisions. Um, which college am I going to pick? I remember, senior, year, you looking at that kind of stuff. Um, am I going to play hockey there? Or this college or that? And so, it, it felt like harder at those times
1: yeah so as a teenager like it's just like you're really just planting the seeds and getting your first taste of what it's like to grow up and transition what about like post-college into like the workforce like what was that transition from structured school things are still kind of planned out for you each semester and then you're just out in the world
0: yeah that's a great question um i mean you wonder when you're in college what it'll be like to actually be out of college and just be working there's a little bit of excitement you're gonna make money or whatever um, but I think I thought I would just be in the career. So I was an accountant originally, and I thought I would just be in that career forever, right? I just thought you just get a major, which took me a bit to figure out. Ha! Um, but I thought eventually I would just be in it, and that's what I would do, and I would just be an accountant. And uh, that wasn't really quite the story for me, as I've changed my career already.
1: Yeah, so it's almost like, okay, I pick my major, and then I should just get a job in that field, and then I'll have a family if that's what I want. And then if not, I'll just do the adventures that I want to do. And it just seems like that's how it's going to work out, right?
0: Yeah, let me flip it on to you. So what was it like for you? What was? Did you just have this like vision of the future to just kind of unfold, or was it like a eye-opener at 24 or whatever?
1: Right, I definitely had like, uh, oh my gosh, why is this not... I kind of had not a freak out moment, but it was like a time of questioning, like why is this not happening? I thought this was going to happen. It was supposed to happen. It seems like everyone else had these things fall into place. Why? Is, I had that time of questioning of why? Why not really? Um, and then there's so much searching of like bouncing from job to job because what I thought I was going to do didn't work out, and and then it was just like years of just like ups and downs of oh I think I found it, and then nope that's not where I'm called, or oh I think this might be it, nope that's so it's just like years of continual discernment.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but just the singlehood thing, right? I thought, oh, you know, get out of college, get a wife, blah, blah, blah. But that didn't happen very easily to you either. <laughs> it took a long time. So um, kind of a, an eye-opener or a shocker, you know?
1: Right. So things they don't tell you about growing up, that you don't always have it figured out after you graduate from college. You still have some discernment to do, right? So that's one thing that I wish I would have been told.
0: Yeah, and I would just end that with, uh, you know, I'm in places I never could have predicted. So- You know, the house you might have thought you were in, all these kinds of things. Some people get that right away, but a lot of people, it's a whole different life than you expect, you know?
1: Right. And even after us being married and older, or like not older adults, but like, um, yeah, older in the process, we still have decisions to make, right? We still don't have things figured out. Are we going to stay in this house? Are we going to pay off the mortgage like in that last step? Are we going to have, be close to your family or my family? So there are always these decisions that come up with each stage of life. It doesn't end at like... Like, those decisions don't stop being made at the end of college.
0: Right. They don't stop when you graduate. (laughs) They only get more. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Or take to another level. We could say they actually intensify quite a bit. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. So, number two, um, you still have unexpected bills and impasses. What do I mean by this? Like, a lot of times, you know, well, we know we're going to have student loans unless you pay cash or do something alternative, a vocational school, whatever. (sniffs) Hashtag Ramsey. Uh, We still have, like, these unexpected not debts but we still have these unexpected financial things too that like we think that once we get a job this is just going to be taken care of but that's not always the case either especially when you graduate during the great recession
0: right so i was working during the great recession and we bought a house and uh, i think you talked about it on one app a long time ago and basically the recession hit right so it was a dream house me and a buddy were kind of split and it was actually an investment house for a few years recession hit and the value dropped in half and Yeah, you talk about that changed up everything, right? Because then you're just trying to recover from that, had to short sale that bad boy, and now we're on a whole different track than you think about when you're like 20.
1: (laughs) And then a few years later, COVID pandemic. Right, so again, just more unknowns and no more unexpected things as you're growing up. It's not all figured out.
0: Yeah, and it's going to keep happening, right? So if you're just growing up now or maybe you've gone through it all, you can kind of see like, yeah, all these different hiccups along the way, like, So there's what they didn't tell you when you're growing up. Like, it's just going to keep changing. It's like an ocean out there, right? The waters just keep going crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. There are all those like um, external things. But then, as we said in point number three, not all decisions are cut and dry. Like you don't always have like the perfect answer laid out before you either. It's not always like, oh, well, this decision is clearly better than that option. Like it's not always so clear. Um, And so that process of discernment, even if you've discerned that you're called to marriage or you're called to religious life or you're called to being a single servant or a missionary, like you still have decisions to make every day that are not so clear.
0: Yeah, I think uh, schools struggle to teach things that aren't black and white. It's just kind of in the nature of academics, right? Uh, Especially when you start off with the basics, you kind of almost need black and white. And then you move to that more Socrates-type thinking, right, Socratic thinking. Um, But that's, you know, I don't think that really is picked up very quickly in school. And that's kind of a real-life thing where you have to be like, wow, now what do I do? Like decision-making, right? The big thing in education now is teaching kids not so much facts because we have Google. You don't really need facts, but teaching them how to think. Uh, which is also a challenge at certain ages and kids are all different spots. So it can be a challenge. Right. And the
1: brain only develops at the stage that in the process that can't over like thousands of years of evolution. Like we have, our brain has a structure of building blocks. So sometimes those regional reasoning skills that we need to like make these decisions aren't even like, like our brains aren't ready to process those necessarily for everyone at a high school age when we are trying to teach them this. Right. So like, for you teachers out there, those you professors, or you parents or aunts and uncles, like it's really important, like, right, to help us cultivate um, a framework for our young people on how to think through these decisions and how to see, like, well, there are several good options. How do I choose the best option, and and what ramifications come from making this type of life choice or that type of life choice?
0: Right. So when you hit a gray, a non-black and white decision or bypass, would you call it impasse? Impasse. What? How do you approach that? How do you make that decision? What do you do?
1: Right. Well, from you know. For us, it's like ultimately you pray and you discern. But a lot of people don't know how to pray and discern and hear the Lord's voice. But first of all, you got to do some research. Like, is this like a legit, like a legitimate possibility? It's not a possibility for me to be a basketball player. I'm just, I'm 5'1. Okay. She's and, pretty fast though. And my, yeah, <laughs> my uh, layup is imp- impeccable. We're
0: working on it. Okay. <laughs> Five summers from now, that righty's going to be pretty okay. Great.
1: Right. But I do have some creative skills. So maybe MBAs is not is not like a practical path for me, but like having some skills are okay. Like creative skills. So you make that decision, but then like, okay, within the realm of possibilities, what type of creative should I go? Like digital creative, like video, writing, like um painting like all these types of creative right you have to choose from things that are possible but then it's like continual refining i think a lot of times you have to test it too like you have to try it out do some internships or follow and shadow people who've gone through like then
0: you need to think about what's in your heart and what you desire uh for your own good um to fulfill your passions and then balance that with is it worth it though will there be any counter effects to that is this the right time to follow that passion i mean this can apply to so many situations but yeah it's a thinking process for sure. And then obviously for us, it's a prayer process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just to like make it concrete, give one example. Like, do we stay, for us, a married couple, do we stay close to your family or my family, right? Um, both of those things are good, to stay close to your family, to go close to my family, or do we go where we really want to go, which is not near either of them, right? So, I mean, that's a legitimate um, all of those things are good to go where our heart is calling us to the mountains a more remote place, but then to be close to family. Cause we find family a very high priority. We want to take care of our family members and be engaged with them. Um, they're all good decisions. So yeah. that's some, that's just like a concrete example of like some impasses or decisions that you would have to make and really like break down those processes.
0: Yeah. Sweet. All right. What was the last one again?
1: You will always want more. Um, in the conversation that I had with my friend, um, she is a huge support of our channel, which we really appreciate, and she brings a lot of laughter and joy to the world. Um, yeah. Something that um, I've gone through myself, and this is why, I, like, I felt like totally relatable to her when she was um, sharing this with me is like, you, you kind of feel like, and she didn't say it in this way, but this is what I took and how I interpreted this situation is like, you kind of, you want more, um, and not necessarily more things like items, not more to consume necessarily, but like the things that we're working towards, our goals, like these things that are good that we have in our life still aren't always enough. Like there's still sometimes um, a disturbance in our peace, or there's still sometimes a void or a loneliness, or there's still something aching for more. Like it's not enough, even if it's all good things. Mm
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I think um, as a kid, again, going back to being a little bit more innocent, I was thinking, well, if I just get a job and I make money, I'll pretty much be good. But as an adult, you realize or you grow into maybe that you you do need more than these things, right? Um, let's just go with the mortgage balance, right? At one point, I was like, if I can only be there, well, I've already pa- surpassed that, but it's still, I want more. Obviously, I want to pay it off. But even after that, I'm already thinking of the next thing, right? And that's like with everything, right? Oh, if I just get this job or if I do a really good lesson with my students this day, but that's going to happen for another 35 years. <laughs> uh, you always want more. You always want to improve, which is a great thing. Um, but yeah, there's you're never really quite satisfied uh, with maybe those types of things. And then as you were touching upon, Almost, maybe, in a more of a spiritual fulfillment uh, in your soul, you are hungry for more. What is that?
1: Yeah, I think the way I interpreted this conversation is, and like just like diving into like my spiritual tradition and practice, is that um, even when we have the goods of a whole, like holistic family, a healthy lifestyle, we have discipline and structure in our life, which is really important. You know, we've um, accomplished some accomplish some of these important goals of ours the more is a hunger for something that all these good things even like they're really great things can't satisfy and that brings us to the heart of our show to the heart of our hearts is um god is that more and we're never going to have god completely on this side of heaven we only really get that like full capacity of union with god when we cross over to the other side. And I think that God uses that hunger to keep driving us or pulling him towards pulling us towards him. And so I think it's important to recognize that more like even if I have a lot of friends, I'm still a little bit lonely or even if I have a lot of things going for my for me right now, I'm still a little bit dissatisfied with all these things or I feel disconnected still even though I have a lot of involvement because that's like a god that's god's way of telling you not to be content with things that are less than him even if those are good things
0: yeah i remember a priest one time saying uh something like i forget who it was but he's like if you look at nature it's quite good but you almost can tell there's something a little off like and i was like what does he mean by that but i think that's kind of touching on what you're saying like it is quite good and i like especially during the fall now like it's beautiful Mm -hmm. like the sun coming through on the leaves different colors like it's amazing but i sit there and i go but I do still need more. Like I desire this over like looking at a wall inside of my office or whatever, but like, it's not my total. It's not my total. It's like, it's great. And I praise God for it, but it's not my total. It was a CS Lewis who said, um, if things of this world don't satisfy you, it clearly shows it's because we're not made for this world. <laughs> right. So calling us to basically to heaven. Um, a lot of good here. We can have those like my highest moments. My best moments are when I have a uh, great union with the Lord in prayer and, uh, maybe through uh, Holy communion at church those are great moments and you're sort of touching heaven there and it's those moments will exceed even my greatest earthly moments Uh, a lot of great laughter all these good things but nothing is like that and that is like it tells me those moments have told me like this is where you want to go like that is your ultimate so by paying my mortgage all these are all good things you know um but that's never actually going to do it because this earth is just it's passing away in its form right yeah we're basically headed towards a different place and yeah so uh
1: yeah, and I think even in those moments of spiritual union and, and even times like union, the un, unity with God is often not just in times of prayer, but like he, he uses our experiences in nature to bring union with him. He uses these other life experiences of working hard and sacrificing and doing the thing you don't want to do, but you know it's good for another. He uses those experiences too to unite us to himself. Um, But even those are incomplete because they are just glimpses of what we're made for beyond this and so i guess what is the message or the takeaway from today's conversation and and like what i pulled from this conversation is we shouldn't be wasting our time and energy and trying to get the perfect picture of life we shouldn't be wasting our time and i think we do like as a culture waste our time trying to put together everything and have everything like in the safe box of like this is what life is going to look like and it's going to be together and it's going to be good It's not. And and actually part of the adventure, I think, and the, the excitement of life is that there are a lot of unknowns and to like lean into the unknown and lean into the tension of this longing and this more and this restlessness.
0: Great thought on leaning into it. Yeah, that leaning into it just really reveals there is a God calling you deeper, right? Calling you something, calling you home. So great thoughts there, my lady. And to wrap this show up, we got the tip of the day. Here it is. Hey, don't buy cheap dental floss. I mean, I've done before. The stuff's coming all off in your teeth. You just wasted two bucks trying to save a buck. Not worth it. Get the good stuff, guys, when it comes to floss.
1: So here's a call to action for all of us. Instead of trying to put together our picture-perfect life, what is one thing we can do to lean into the unknown and trust Jesus with the mysterious nature of human existence? Tell us in the comments below, DM us on our Instagram, or um, leave a message on our audio podcast, and uh, we'll end with a prayer.
0: All right. We're Catholic, so we'll do this. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Father God, we just want to thank you for this time together and pray for all our listeners out there, whatever they're going through, uh, their joys, their struggles. We pray that you would just draw them closer to you, help them make sense in ourselves, too, of the day-to-day of life. And as we talked about on the show, help us to uh, lean into it, to just trust in you when we don't have it all figured out, um, to use our our human brain to do as much research and looking into things as we can, but ultimately to come back to you when it's decision time. And uh, sometimes you just tell us to wait and you don't reveal to us. We pray for the grace of faith in those times to keep hope in you and and just uh, trust your word where you say peace. Uh, We know it'll all work out in you. So we just thank you for that. And we pray in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. Amen. Ciao, ciao.